These are the Loddon Mallee Rural Generalist Supervisors, training tomorrow's medical workforce across the northwest of Victoria. This episode's guest received some of his medical training and supervision from his friend's parents. Now, he works alongside them. Dr. Jesse Zanker is a geriatrician who works in a wide variety of roles across regional health services, Aboriginal health, and teaching. In these various positions, he spends a lot of time mentoring the next generation of doctors, imparting the lessons he learned while training. So I work at a range of places in rural Victoria, uh, so Echuca is one of them. And the reason I returned there is because I grew up there. And when I was a high school student doing work experience, I went with some of the GPs there who happened to be my friend's parents uh, who are still practicing and form my largest referral base. Um, But I I did work experience in the GP clinic and at the hospital with those GPs. And that really formed my interest in returning. And then as a medical student, I went back to Echuca with the same GPs amongst a couple of practices there. And I've been mentored throughout my both medical student days and my doctor in training time as well, particularly when I come back to Echuca. Uh, so I've been practicing there for two years now in a, in a consultant role, uh, both within uh, GP clinics. So um, I sought to create a relationship or continue the relationship I had with the GPs because I think it can provide better holistic care for, for older people, particularly when you're able to sit in the GP practice, have a chat over coffee at lunch, joining case conferencing and you can pick up the phone to the GP or they can pick up the phone and call you and you can have a really collaborative approach in in caring for older adults in that community. Uh, So I work there in the GP clinics. I also visit all the residential care facilities in that town and have a close relationship with the clinical nurse consultants there. So they'll email me or call me and we'll create a sort of a loop of communication between uh, the facility uh, the GP and myself and involve the family and resident in that too. And I also visit the uh, hospital and consult there and mostly a sort of a role where I'm seeing the, the complex uh, inpatients. They always save the curly ones for me on my monthly visit. Uh, and then I also do education for junior doctors, but also uh, some of the, uh, the GP registrars as well. It's a lot of different aspects to your work. How do you juggle it all? I suppose it's it's about doing a little bit of everything. I'm someone who likes to, to keep busy with a range of things. Uh, and so I don't fully immerse myself full-time in anything. And you could say that means you're a, a jack of all trades and a master of none, but that, that might be true. But at the same time, I find each component of that uh, complementary. Uh, I also have teaching posts at the University of Melbourne for medical students in both ethical practice and clinical practice. Uh, and I'm uh, doing a PhD uh, Melbourne Uni and I'm a lecturer there as well. Uh, so uh, though the combination of those things I think is complementary across both clinical research and teaching uh, elements and uh, it sort of keeps me keeps me entertained, sometimes perhaps a little busier than I would like, but I suppose that's all part of it and it is enriching, particularly uh, being able to return to your, your hometown and, and, and be part of the community and, and return to work with those doctors that I suppose mentored you throughout your younger years. Did you always plan to head back out to the Loddon Mallee region? I did. So interestingly, when I finished year 12, 
I was offered a, a rurally bonded place. And so I accepted that because I'd actually sought to, to do that anyway. And I suppose that just allowed a greater focus of making sure I got through the training uh, so I could get back out there. Uh, and so I work in a lot in Mallee region, but I also consult in uh, Gisborne, in Macedon and Kilmore. And I have an interest in uh, First Nations elders health. So I consult in Brunswick at the Aboriginal Community Elders Services, as well as the, the resident geriatrician there. Uh, so so there's, a, I suppose, a bit of pretty uh, diverse practice there. So it's not just sort of one region of Victoria, it's multiple. And in those regions that I visit, I tend to be either the only or one of the only geriatricians visiting, which is a great opportunity and carries a, a bit more responsibility because you often find, particularly with as many of the, the trainees or supervisors would know, that in the country the, there's a much greater diversity of patient presentations and complex disease that, that GPs have the opportunity and challenge of managing. And simply because there's often not that specialist input and compared to my city colleagues, these patients will often get filtered off to subspecialties and super subspecialties. But in the country, there's the opportunity to, to work with the team to, to manage these complex uh, conditions. As a geriatrician, what's the importance of giving that kind of input into training up rural generalists? I always think that any training or education is two-way. And I, I suppose I try to approach it in that way too, because I, I certainly... I don't have the depths of knowledge that many of the people that I'm working with and, and providing education to in geriatric medicine, I don't have the, the depths of knowledge in, in a lot of other fields. And so there's there's lots of other things that I can learn from the, the GPs and the trainees, also about the context in which you're working. So it's all well and good to be able to give, you know, high-end advice about cognition or management of behaviours, but it's all relative to the context in which you're providing that advice and where the GPs have great knowledge is in their residents who they may have been looking after for months, years, decades, and they know the, the facility very well, the, you know, the nursing home very well, um, they know the staff, and, and all, all, a lot of that advice is, is contingent on the context. The supervisors you had throughout your training around regional Victoria do you still keep in touch with them? Is there any sort of relationship there? The supervisors that I had were in the geriatric medicines specialist training program. Um, so they were city-based. I did do some rural visits out in the Western districts, uh, but most of the specialist training for geriatric medicine is city-based. Um, but I sought to take up rural posts where I could. But as a medical student, and as a, a junior doctor rotating to the country, I went to went to Ballarat and Mildura. I certainly keep in contact with uh, the the previous uh, supervisors that I've had. They've formed great uh, bonds in terms of mentorship. And as I mentioned at the start, having been to Echuca as a as a uh, grown up there as a kid and as as a work experience student with the GPs and also as a medical student and then going over to some of the GPs places for drinks at the end of the year even before I was a doctor those relationships really continue and it's it's quite enjoyable now to be at a position where we're working collegially to sort of provide better care for older people that's quite a thrill for me and it's certainly you know it, it's good fun when I see my friends know who are the, the children of the doctors who, who raise me uh, because you know they provide feedback from their parents about how, how it's all going with my practice up in the country and that sort of thing so it's, it's nice to to be enmeshed I suppose in the community in that way. Being part of a, a smaller community 
you would really become an integral part of life in the country? I suppose that's one of the, the, the great opportunities. It's also one of the challenges. With that, you know, comes responsibility. But I suppose the important thing is, is recognition that through relationships with your colleagues, you're not alone in managing these things, um, whether that be the GP registrar, the GP, other allied health or people within the community that you, you can rely on. So while there is that responsibility, there's also great opportunities for, for forging good relationships and really good collaborative teams where certainly as I work in the city as well and have in the past, those relationships don't tend to exist in the same way because there's a lot more transience and variability between those groups and a lot of more movement of people. Have you got any stories from supervisors you've worked with in the past or perhaps some informal training that you've been able to provide to junior doctors that you'd be willing to share? So when I was, uh, this is more of a a story, (laughs) when I was seven i grew up on the country and i had a little motorbike peewee 50 and i got bitten by a brown snake and it threw me off the bike and sort of i ran over it and flicked up and bit me on the shin and anyway after some sort of debate amongst the family as to whether it was a dragonfly bite or a brown snake i perhaps wasn't the most reliable historian then took me into the hospital by which time i was pretty unwell and i was looked after by two of my friends' parents, GPs, who, you know, administered the anti-venom and that sort of thing, got me through it. And they were the ones I ended up doing work experience with and and trained me up later on. (laughs) So we completed the circle of of life there. (laughs) What would you say to a fellow consultant that's considering taking on a formal supervisor role? I suspect that many consultants would have the opportunity to reflect on the teaching that they've received and the mentor they've received. And I think when considering taking on a mentor role or a supervisor role, it's important in that context to think about how much you've benefited from that mentorship and supervision personally, and to think about not just being a supervisor, but being a great supervisor that can uh, encourage and support and create growth in trainees to be excellent GPs. Because I suppose as GPs in the country and as doctors working in the country, you, you want the legacy of the good care that you hoped and aimed to provide to continue when the time comes for you to retire or move on. And through supervision, that's the greatest way I think you can impart that legacy uh, and those, those good practice principles onto the next generation coming through to take the reins eventually. Thanks to Dr. Zanka for talking about his work and to you for listening. If you're interested in becoming a supervisor or joining the Victorian Rural Generalist Program, head to vicruralgeneralist.com.au. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and links to everything are in the show notes. You can listen to more stories from Rural Generalist supervisors by subscribing on your podcast app of choice where you'll find new episodes every week. This podcast has been made possible by funding from the Victorian Department of Health through the Loddon Mallee Rural Generalist Program, Murray City Country Coast GP Training, and Monash University's Northwest Victorian Regional Training Hub, funded through the Commonwealth Department of Health's Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program.